What did the taco say to the sad burrito? We've all been there. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, uh, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve, with my little pal, Shannon Wallen, the uh, mayor of Tromaville and the fondler of micropenises. Micro-only? Yeah. Hello. He wrote that. That's his intro that he wrote. That had nothing to do with that. And we also have the return of P.A. Lydia by popular demand. Hello, P.A. Lydia. Hello, hello. She's going to be talking about uh, Task Force Argo and some other stuff. And it'll be a total downer, and then we'll have fun after that. But uh, it's an important important topic that I believe in. So now we're going to subject you to it. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the Internet. If you have a question, you're embarrassed to take to a regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-TICKET-LYDIA. Hot poo head. Excellent. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. Please don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. That's stuff.drsteve.com. Tis the season to go to stuff.drsteve.com. Just click through to go to Amazon. Um, it really helps to keep us on the air. It's probably one of the biggest things that helps keep us on the air. Uh, the other big thing is Patreon. Check out our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. Those are mostly Tacy shows, and they're uh, a little bit more lighthearted and than, than these shows are. And uh, it's the return of my wife. She was my co-host for a year during COVID. They sent her back on the road. Hell, she didn't even hear you know, she's out of the house three nights a week now wow. and hates it. And I said, if we can get to a thousand Patreon subscribers, then that'll be break even. You can quit your job. So we're really hoping for that one. So yeah. check us out at patreon.com slash weird medicine. Help Tacey quit her job and actually be entertained because some of the stuff that we've got up there is pretty good. In addition, we have a different theme song, which is, which is, um, What's the word? It, it was heavily influenced by our current theme song by Sherwin Sleeves, who I would never shit on. 
by the way, for the Sherwin Sleeves fans out there, he is probably going to be working on the Game of Thrones sequel or prequel. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Duncan Egg, I think they're going to call it. And uh, Steve Conrad is his is he works for him. And Steve Conrad did Patriot and he's done some other things. Patriot's one of my favorite shows of all time. That's that's big work. Yeah, it's about a depressed CIA agent. And he also is a musician, and when he plays in bars, he's always, he sings these songs that are autobiographical, and he's totally telling everything, wow. well, I murdered a guy today, and he's just, you know, it's all stuff that wow. really happened. It's a crazy-ass yeah, show. Yeah, I've never seen this. That's great. Uh, Steve Conrad's one of my favorite showrunners, and Sherwin Sleeve's one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, and yeah. uh, the two of them together are insane. So I just read that Steve Conrad is going to be taking over the Game of Thrones prequel. Ooh. And uh, I asked Sleeves if he's going to be on it, uh, you know, working on it, and he said that that's the plan right now, or at least he oh, hopes so. So I hope that oh. happens. Oh, I do too. Yeah, that's, I'm very that's excited. Big. He's uh, the, he Sleeves may end up being my most famous friend right now. My most favorite friend, my most famous friend is Pete Davidson. Little so, Petey, from, yes, is that uh, not from Blink Whitey? From who? <laughs> Davidson. From oh, the Saturday guy Night on Saint, uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's SNL. Yeah, Saturday yeah, yeah, Night yeah. Live. And then he was Blackguard in uh, the uh, uh, Suicide Squad movie. He was, yeah. Genius. <clears throat> oh, man. And, James uh, Gunn from Trauma. Yep. James, James Gunn. That's right. James Gunn, did, what did he do for Trauma? His, he started... Uh, by writing a script for Tromeo and Juliet. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about Troma in just a second. Let me finish the plugs and we'll get oh, to that. I just always No, no, no. You're them. fine. You're fine. So anyway, but I, Pete, I think right now is my most famous friend. And uh, mainly because of some, the people he slept with. His own accomplishments, yeah. He's going to be playing Joey Ramone in the Ramones movie. Oh, I think he is that's not. Cool. Yes, no, he is. He is yeah. not. And he'll be awesome in that. You're kidding me. Yeah. He's turned wow. out to be a pretty good actor on top of everything well, else. Tell him to smoke weed with me. I want to get stoned oh. with this guy. <laughs> okay. I, okay. We'll talk after the show. Uh, check out tweakedaudio.com for 33% off the best earbuds for the money. If you use offer code FLUID, F-L-U-I-D, at tweakedaudio.com, they have the best customer service anywhere. There's great stocking stuffers. Check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. And then again, please don't forget our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. And, oh, and for the holidays, if you want to do Cameo, I just dropped my price to next to nothing. So Cameo. And just search Weird Medicine, I think, um, and I'll do a cameo for you. And I'll do it as Myrtle if you want. Well, he ought not to be doing them corn squeezes. I'll do Myrtle. Woman, fix me some maids. I'll do Myrtle for you. I'll do Cletus. Well, Mr. Mr. Wallen, you are good. Or I'll just do one from your old pal, Dr. Steve. You let me know. I'll do whatever you want. Uh, because I like doing those stupid cameos. Uh, so cameo.com and then search Weird Medicine. Anyway. Did right. you realize that uh, Rudy Giuliani is on Cameo? Oh, how much is he? Uh, I was actually, I was perusing Cameo today because I want to just get someone to oh my help God. us in Afghanistan. Yeah. So I'm like, who will help? Uh, and then the only person I could find that would help was like a thousand bucks. I'm like, I could Ouch. feed a lot of people for that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I thought Rudy Giuliani was a really funny one. Like, is it supposed to be funny? 
Let's see. With Bora. Okay, he's three. <laughs> he's three twenty-five. I did not have. <laughs> oh wait. Oh, here, here's a Ermeline Spratt. Hey, hey, well, you're on the air. I'll tell you that. Who's <laughs> the talking to? Well, I'll have to call you later. This party line's awful busy. I'll tell well, you that. It's taken me a, about a whole week to get. All right, I, I'm doing my show. I'll call you back. <laughs> okay, bye. Jesus. This is great. That, that's great. So Rudy is 325. Now, I've got to decide whether I want to spend $325 getting Rudy Giuliani to scream WATP, WATP for my friends at Who Are These Podcasts. Um, I would consider that's for personal use, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I got to think about it. I do have a budget for things like that if they'll just plug me back. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a big deal to me. As long as as you get credits or, or yeah, someone's yeah, good yeah, to yeah, you, yeah, you, you mentioned their name, you know, that's that's the way it should be. Agreed. Very good. Dr. Scott can't be here today. He is uh, in Columbia, South Carolina as we speak. I guess going to the beach or some stupid shit. So thanks a lot, Scott. But I'm glad you guys could be here. Now, Shannon, for people who don't remember, you've been here before. You uh, did not come in last in the funniest person in the Tri-Cities competition. I didn't, but I should have. No, you you, <laughs> you should not have come in last. You, you, But that's something. You didn't come in last. Yeah, that's something. But, hey, let's speak true about it. I blew that thing. I totally sucked. I landed, what, two jokes that people laughed at and the rest was... <laughs> well, the people that came after you didn't land any jokes. Well, I guess that's a little better. So, so. <laughs> And I think one of your jokes, what was the, the one you got the biggest laugh that you're so fat that you... Uh, that you come gravy or something like that. Oh. <laughs> I'm so fat I sweat mayonnaise and come gravy. I okay, that's was okay. That was yeah. close. That was close. There you mm-hmm. go. See, and you I can't get... believe I remember that. <laughs> See, she liked it. Ah. Well, <laughs> hey, at least I got one laugh out of it. <laughs> anyway, and uh, Lydia, good to have you back. This is by, by the way, by popular demand. Oh, really? Your last appearance was so well-received that people really said, hey, you need to have her back again. So I'm glad you're here. Those are probably like my friends in the uh, no, Afghani-Vac world. <laughs> I'm telling you, these are people that are regular commenters well, on the cool. show. Well, so thank yeah, you, guys. Yeah, they thank you. you. So uh, why don't we get the plugs out of the way for Task Force Argo, and then we'll do the f- the more fun stuff. Although that's the important stuff. So uh, Task Force Argo, we're still getting people out of As- Afghanistan still? I, well, I would like to say we're still getting them out. We've unfortunately been grounded since I was last here. Oh, really? Why? Uh, What's going on? Well, we cannot get... Uh, lily pad approval we can't get a place to land people so we have all of these flights we have all of these funded humanitarian flights full of people uh, who have either some immigration status with the united states or they were an ally or they're at extreme risk just by virtue of being a woman or their ethnicity Uh, but unfortunately we cannot uh, get our kind government to cooperate on a a good place to land so put people you could get them on a plane Mm mm-hmm but you can't get a place for the plane to land? That is correct. What the... what? Yeah. We, it, it, truly, the Taliban doesn't even care at this point. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, they're probably happy. <laughs> they get it's some, less miles to Yeah, feed. I mean, we don't they uh, we don't pay the Taliban directly. However, uh, it's not that they're not making money uh, indirectly. And so, yeah, we can we can put people on planes. It's not a big deal to fund a plane, uh, though we do certainly need donations. The biggest deal is finding a country to to take these people in while they're processed or to resettle them and let them integrate into their society. Okay. So what do we have to what do we do about that? Uh, We just keep pushing uh, to shame people into it. Yeah. Keep it in the news. Uh, keep pushing, keep working with countries, and then in the meantime, keep people from starving to death and being murdered. So wow. that is that is our, our main goal, help people survive until we can get a place to put them. Are you familiar with the uh, MS St. Louis? I am not. All right. Shannon, are you? It was in 1939. Um, it was a ship, and it had 937 uh, Jewish passengers that were trying to escape Nazi Germany. And uh, they wanted to uh, stop in the United States, and uh, yeah, not um, they were rejected. They were turned down by immigration authorities in Cuba, the United States, and then Canada. And I believe, let me see if I can finish reading about this, what happened to them. It took two weeks for the St. Louis, which flew a Nazi flag to reach Havana. The voyage didn't end on Cuban soil. Cuban officials refused to let them disembark. And then uh, they waited aboard for a week and uh, didn't find sanctuary there. And they attempted to land in Miami. That was rejected by immigration authorities. And a U.S. diplomat tried to negotiate with Cuba to get them to take them. And um, so the State Department uh, telegraphed the passengers, telling them they must wait their turns on the waiting list, qualify for and obtain immigration visas. So uh, after 24 days after they left Europe, it turned around to return, accompanied by a U.S. Coast Guard vessel, and uh, just to see if anybody might jump off the ship. And um, so the majority uh, of um, uh, European countries were already occupied by Germany at that point, and many were forced back home, and then you know what happened. So this is, I mean, we can't, listen, if you forget your history, you're going to repeat it. I think actually the same people are working in government now that were making those decisions <laughs> then. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> they drink baby's blood. They eat babies. Yeah. yeah. Now, I will say Department of State has stepped up flights. Uh, so we're, we've been able to get out. Like, I just had a family of American citizen babies that had gone pretty hungry for the past couple of weeks until I was able to help them. Yeah. Uh, so they just landed in uh, Cutter a few hours ago. Um, they're Department of State is is pledging to continue evacuating civs. However, I've got a family who is about to deliver a baby, American citizens, and uh, they they can't get on a plane because one of their kids doesn't have a passport. And the only way to get a passport is to go through the black market, okay. uh, which I'm trying to arrange right now. Wow! Uh, but the U.S. How government. How do you get a black is, market passport? I mean, I, is that I legal? won't tell. Okay, you. okay, thank you. Don't tell me. I don't want to yeah. know. Goodness gracious! Yeah. Uh, so the. Upshot of refusing uh, refugees is, in this case, according to this article, the world's refusal of the St. Louis desperate refugees was a death sentence for 254 refugees, half the number who had returned to the European continent in 39. Many who did not die were interned in concentration camps. And uh, 
you know, after the Holocaust, St. Louis survivors pushed for the remembrance of the ordeal. The United States changed its policy toward refugees in the wake of World War II, began accepting more refugees than any other country in the world. So if that's true, why, do we, why are we having this problem? I mean, these are... I mean, this is we're starting the show out as a complete downer. Yeah, again, you know, sorry, Nazi guys, Germany and uh, and uh, yeah, you know, this refugee So the United crisis, States but. has met its refugee cap for the year. That was like the congressional approved number of refugees it could accept. Well, that's what it is. And so, so after just the first number. of the year, they're supposed to perhaps accept more. Meanwhile, one of our families got a box full of pomegranates that were actually bombs. Uh, so. Uh, what? We would just wait until January, you know, okay. until the number can reset. People in this country have no clue how good we have it. That is absolutely accurate. Compared to some places in the world. Yeah. And if it isn't in the news, yeah, you just forget about it. Yeah, we got to keep it in the news. Yeah. For sure. Well, good. And on, and on you shows have not like been this. successful. Yeah. Nobody listens to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, good luck with that. Thank and you want, you, you said your money is going through alliedextract.org. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, I've been able to meet some really wonderful souls uh, also at Allied Extract. Really, all of the American NGOs are kind of partnering. Uh, and we were just trying to help each other. So I've got some wonderful friends at Allied Extract that uh, are allowing me to use uh, donations to help actually feed people directly, give them some supplies that they need to survive this winter. Uh, and then, of course, Task Force Argo uh, donations going there are, are really looking at mass, uh, you know, supply of safe houses and and, yeah. and big picture like airplanes, uh, yeah. which we can't currently wow. fly. Hmm. <laughs> so... I hate to get in the nuts and bolts of this, but how how do you get food to somebody in Afghanistan? I mean, what's the supply chain mm-hmm. that that allows that to work? I mean, yeah. So uh, I, when I think about Af- Afghanistan, of course, I'm ignorant. I think, mm-hmm. well, do people even have addresses where you can send things to? I mean, how does that work? They're a little bit different. They're more like building numbers or house numbers. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we go. You know, you figure out who needs the product, yeah. what they need, uh, and then you link them with someone on the ground there. And you wire money through. Right now, we're wiring it through a third country mm-hmm. uh, to get into a more local market and uh, get the money delivered so that they can buy the goods. And so they and then, buy it locally and bring it to and them. Bring it's it not to like person. you're shipping cases of baby formula. No, and that's one of the problems. So some of the larger humanitarian efforts that are sending in food and supplies uh, – have a heavy Taliban tax, so the Taliban takes a lot of that. Sure. And so uh, we have some grassroots efforts that are kind of going 100% direct with people okay. and getting their food. Wow. Okay. Well, good luck with all of that. Thank and, you. Um, Absolutely. It continues. Yeah. We'll uh, keep checking in on that. Thanks. All right. Good deal. Well, let's do something fun. Yes. Let's talk to Shannon about trauma. Oh. We're going to go from <laughs> the Holocaust and... Uh, refugees in Afghanistan to Lloyd Kaufman and uh, um, Toxic Avenger. Hey, yes, yes, trauma. <laughs> that's uh, so much more important than what she was talking about. I mean, uh, that's <laughs> for I, some people it is. That's I like the, little that's weird movies. It's, let's <laughs> save lives. How do you follow that up? <laughs> that's great, really, for real. Good job. Congratulations on what you're doing. Other people. There you go. 
Yeah, that that was me. That all that applause you just heard was me. So, Shannon, you have been in some of these projects. I've, with I've trauma, been right? lucky enough to all my life. I've uh, almost my entire life. I was born with a VHS tape of Toxic Avenger in my hand. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I have been lucky enough to be in a few little things, thanks to uh, Kevin Walter, director of Tower Rats, okay, and uh, Nick Charles, director of uh, Shroomed, both from Troma. Now, are you friends with Tom Savini, too? Or you know him, right? I've uh, you've met <laughs> We've him. crossed paths okay, you've a crossed few paths. times. Okay. Yeah, he's never done makeup on you. Though. Oh Lord, no! I'm I'm nothing. I'm okay. a nobody. Somebody's nice enough to throw me in something, and I'm very thankful. That's exactly all it is. Yeah, if you've got a film where you just want some creepy looking backwoods dude <laughs> then shannon is your guy well thank you yeah and i mean that in the best possible uh, absolutely. way absolutely thank you, you you and i were going to do a film for dragon con <laughs> called festival of feces that would have been because they always have this this film it's like a fan film uh, festival yeah. is part of Dragon Con. Well, now that fan films are sometimes they're better than the real movies. I mean, the Star Wars fan films are some of them are amazing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, but some of the stuff that we saw was just absolute shite. <laughs> and so, I, I thought it would be fun to have. We had this friend named Alan, and he was going to be like. A, a secret agent guy and we were going to start off with the secret agent thing and then it was going to end up with Shannon in the in this bathroom just shitting and it was lifting him up off of the toilet and there was just shit everywhere and the whole thing was just going to be a, truly a festival of feces we even did the theme music for we it. did that was a, a, a and and I, I wonder if I have that. Oh, I hope you do. That would be hilarious. Let me see if I can again. find that. I, I found uh, ass maggot stuff. Um, hey, while you look for that, can I yeah. plug Troma Entertainment? Yeah, please. <laughs> hey, Lloyd Kaufman, you're, you're talking about Jewish people. There's a fine Jewish oh, man. That okay. was, <laughs> what? Well, you know, you're talking about a boatload of Jewish folk trying to truck around the planet to find some land to put their feet on. Yes. <laughs> but he's one of those fine folks that has given us almost 50 years of truly independent cinema with yeah. Troma Entertainment. Yeah, that's true. So it's true. I don't know what his ethnicity is. or his religion has anything to do with that. But, no, yeah. no. But, you know, if he, <laughs> you he just... pokes at himself, he makes Jewish jokes with you know, okay. himself. Well, let him do that. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, but uh, I, I do wonder how Lloyd got involved in this. Do you know the story of how Lloyd Kaufman ended up becoming Lloyd Kaufman, the king of, of schlock horror? His, his parents had sex. But fair enough. <laughs> I'm fair sorry. Enough. Uh, college. He had a friend in oh, college. Uh, wow, that is very interesting. Please tell me more. <laughs> wow. Speaking of uh, uh, Matt and uh, Matt Parker and Trey Stone's first movie, Cannibal the Musical. Oh, that from was Trauma. That was a Trauma film. Mm -hmm. That's right. The only the creators company. of South Park. Yes. Yes. W what were you going to say? The only one. Oh, it's it's like the only company that would release it. They took it out to. Uh, Big fancy Hollywood, and no one would touch it. Of course, it was unreleasable. They of course, they was. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd's still making profit, you know. So who's the smart one? I wonder if they. I guess do they still get checks from that? Like uh, I'm sure ten cent checks every quarter. I'm sure. or something like I see that. some funny. of those people. 
Uh, it was one of the girls that was in Return of the Living Dead, and she sometimes posts royalty checks on social media for like thirty like cents and stuff. Yes, oh, really? honestly, sometimes it's under a dime. That's hilarious. But she still gets them. I see. The thing is, if Matt and Trey wanted to sell those, like a ten cent check, I would pay a hundred bucks for that. I might pay a thousand bucks for that. <laughs> that would be a great. You know, thing is, to particularly have. if they endorsed it. Absolutely. Oh, that would. They you used to be able to buy Mo Howard's checks. Oh, really? Yeah, his daughter was selling them for a while. Wow. And uh, basically, you were buying an auto, you know, an authentic autograph, but she had a stack of checks that Mo had written to, wow. you know, the other three stooges and just, wow. you know, paying the plumbing bill and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then you get those checks back, and she was selling them. I thought that was kind of cool. Absolutely. I'd love I to have love something the like stooges that. stooges anyway, you know. Of course. Who doesn't? Females, some females seem to... To dislike them, but men across the board almost lock them. Show any any woman that says they don't like the Three Stooges, show them microphonies. I don't know what that microphonies is. Microphonies is the one where they had the their friend was an opera singer and they were trying to help her out. Okay, yep. And I mean, it just showed that they were very kind to the women around them. Sure. They The things that they did were kind of dysfunctional, but they were trying to help. So oh, I think that's one. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know, here, cut yourself a slice of throat. That's uh, that's one of the lines that evo- I love that line from the Stooges. Let me see if I can find. I think it's okay. This stuff's all public domain at this point, right? Uh, uh, sure, yeah. So there's a scene in here where the opera singer is trying to sing this, um, this aria called... Um, Viene sul mar, it means come to the sea. Let me see if this is it. Now that's Curly singing the voice of spring, but he's lip syncing. <laughs> and they have to dress him up as as this diva because the lady, I don't remember the whole story. Who cares? But... Hey, it's out there. Watch it on me. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah. YouTube yeah. it. But, uh, yeah, and Vienne del Sulmar, they want to sabotage this guy, so they keep flicking um, uh, f- <laughs> flicking cherries into his mouth. Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> it's so, great. so stupid. <laughs> oh, but that's the, that's the uh, whole beauty of it. Yeah, true. I, I still miss vaudeville. I was never there, but I still miss it. Yeah, yeah. And people try to bring it back, but you can't. No. Because we know no. that it's you're trying to be cute or whatever. Yeah. At, at that time, they were being that was serious. Work. It was work. Exactly yeah. right. All right. Um, let's see. You want to answer some questions? And then we'll. Uh, Lydia brought a couple of stories, and I've got a couple, too. Number so. one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. And this one is more of a stimulus for a discussion, I think, that might be pretty good. Here. Hello. Miss you, Casey. Hey, I'm sitting here eating cheesy tater tots at a local drive-thru. And okay. I got to thinking, love the taste of them, hate the smell of cheese. So mm-hmm. I got to thinking, out of the five senses that you have, which one do each of you think is the most important sense to have? Okay. So, yeah, this is a, hey, give us a call at 344-716. Tell us what your favorite sense is. It's our new radio <laughs> bit. Uh so we won't spend too much time on this, but um, the funny thing is, is that he says he loves the taste, but he hates the ch- the smell. 
but those two senses so are linked. They're, yes. Strange. If you lose your sense of smell, you're going to lose your sense of taste as well, except for very basic things like the tip of your tongue. You might be able to sense whether something's salty or the back of your tongue if it's sour or something like that. But other than that, have you ever lost your sense of smell, either one of you? Uh, during covid yeah, oh, yeah. smell and taste at the same time. However, I didn't lose mine during COVID. It was quite interesting. I was feeding my daughter uh, and stuff like it was formula at that point. And it smells bad because it was one of those dairy-free formulas. Yeah, yeah, they stink. And in the middle of the night, I noticed, man, I can't smell this. And I said, That's oh, how you knew you had that it. That was my first clue that I had COVID. Then I couldn't smell a dirty diaper for like three, four weeks. Oh, what's wrong with that? Uh, God, it was, that's it awful. was a bonus. It was a bonus, but I did miss smelling roses. My issue when I lost my sense of smell, and I didn't lose it with COVID, I used, um, and I, I've seen a couple of studies, and I just did this out of just knee-jerk reflex was I started using Flonase. And they said intranasal steroids can decrease the smelling or the loss of smell, anosmia, as we would call it in the medical profession, uh, from COVID-19. So I never lost any, but I got the antibodies the next day, too, so it's hard to say. But um, when I did lose my sense of smell, I had a sinus infection or something. And um, the thing I hated about it was I would say if I was eating a sandwich, I couldn't tell if it was rotten. Mm -hmm. That's what really bugged me about it. That made me think that maybe our sense of taste is there to keep us from eating things that are rotten. And the fact that we can take pleasure from it is just a secondary bonus. Sort of like intercourse. You know, (laughs) people forget that the reason that we put a penis in a vagina and make it go in and out and in and out until stuff comes out is because of uh, procreation. That's what that's was created for. But I would say most intercourse that happens in 2021 is not done for procreation, it's but rather for, like for gravy, for recreation. Right. Gravy. And gravy. I come gravy, I heard. Oh, well, told me that. that's, that's what you call a callback there. <laughs> that's a Except come not back. really. Really? <laughs> it's a comeback. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's I almost hate to boo that. Oh, I love the boos. Give me all those boos. I want to hear more about this. Pushing back and forth gravy recipe. Yeah, so, uh, you know, so I can't remember why. Oh, it's, yeah. So sex as a sort of secondary benefit of being entertaining or recreational. And the same thing with food. But I really think that uh, evolutionarily speaking, it was there so that we wouldn't eat things that would make us sick. Rancid meat. Or berries that are wrong or, you know, so that you could taste the difference between a good berry and a bad berry, that kind of stuff. Um, because it was weird that when I lost my sense of smell, that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. You know? Anyway. Last time we were here, uh, you all weren't, but Scott was here, and we were talking about hypnogogic episodes. That, those, These are the episodes that happen when you're just falling asleep, and all of a sudden you jerk wide awake, your whole body oh, jerks. Wow. And I told him that when it happens to me, I always see a soccer ball being kicked at my face. Now, I played soccer in high school. He said when when it happens to him, he always sees a baseball. It's somebody's pitching a baseball, and it's going right to his head. So I said, I wonder if these episodes are always associated with something from your, from your life. It's like I, I'm not 
seeing, you know, a giant amoeba or I'm not seeing a basketball. I didn't play basketball. Either one of those things that I don't have any experience with. So uh, someone emailed me and I asked them to call in, but I don't think they had the opportunity. Uh, they got attacked by a dog when they were a kid. And now when they have their hypnagogic episodes, it's always a dog jumping at them. So I wonder if you two guys have those episodes. And if you do, would you confirm our hypothesis? I do, but I can't. You can't? Okay. I so, don't know what's coming toward me, but I do get the feeling that right before I wake up, there's something coming toward me. Yeah. Now, these, now the ones, this is emer- going into sleep. Mm-hmm. Coming out of sleep is a different thing. Those are hypnopompic episodes. But I'm talking about the hypnagogic ones. I'm kind of going to sleep. You're just going to sleep, and then yeah. boom, you, you yeah, know, something. That's, okay. that's it for me. So it just wait, you just wake up, but there's no imagery of jump. anything. Sometimes, you know, my heart's pounding, yep. and I'm kind of out of breath, but it's just instant, boom. Okay, you know, and I'm so just... there's no imagery for you. How about you, PA Lydia? Yeah, I don't have any imagery. I have the sense that I'm falling. Yeah, yeah, like Ooh. down some stairs, or like you uh, fell like down a stair? Or... From space, maybe. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's like some... quite a large fall. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Have you ever died in your dreams, by the way? I have once. I Me got too. Shot one time. Once. Yes. I fell out of an airplane once and I Ooh. died. I hit the ground and I died. So both you guys are falling out of the sky. Yeah, but oh. what that tells you is this myth that if you die in your dream, you're going to die in real life. That's idiotic. Well, it, I'm, I'm here. So, yeah. yeah. I had some really profound dreams one time. So in PA school, you know, it's a bit stressful. Uh, and I was having difficulty sleeping, so a kind physician gave me some sleeping medicine. What was it? Uh, so uh, one was actually, you're going to laugh at this, it was uh, a par- anti-Parkinsonian agent. Uh, because Which I was act- So I was, ha- I was uh, acting out my dreams. Oh, okay. And so they did a sleep study and diagnosed me with some, like, periodic limb movement yeah, yeah, disorder. Yeah, yeah, So they give you quetiapine yeah, or something uh, like that. I think it was, was it Requip maybe? Yeah, okay. Uh, so anyway, we yeah, had medicine. Yeah, yep. And then the other one was Ambien. That was, oh. that was fun. Uh, uh, not. Anyway, but I had these dreams all night, one night that I was reading. I kept dying and being reincarnated. Uh, and it was great. At one point, I was decapitated, oh, wow. uh, but I picked my own head up. Uh, and I, then I was able to, like, blast into space. Uh, oh, wow. And then in another, I was a Chinese uh, clothing designer. Really? Yeah. So probably uh, my true past life experience. Wow. Right. I doubt it. That's, that's that was the best sounds dream. Like a, that was like the best drug. night I ever had. Really? You <laughs> yeah. liked it? I enjoyed Yeah, it was yeah. pretty cool. It was lasting. You wouldn't want to do it every night? No. No. So when you took Ambien, did you uh, have any interesting effects? No, I was a good girl. I went to sleep. Okay. Yeah, I took it and went to sleep. Because we, we used to have these friends, and they're not together anymore, but they would take an Ambien each and have what they called big sex night because they said having intercourse was better, and then they would fall asleep afterward. And the the wife would wake up at 2 in the morning, and her husband would be on a ladder outside second story window washing their windows of their house. Wow. That's really good. Brought to you by Ambien. Yeah. Yeah. And what the... I don't want to take anything that's going to make me work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but he wasn't aware of it. So if you could do something that where you would do work, but you would sleep through it, it might be okay. Kaylee, you heard that one. Except you're not getting, uh, you're not getting good sleep. And when it starts happening, it just gets worse. It will not get better if you keep taking the medicine. So, 
I don't want to work. I don't care if I even remember it. I don't want to sweat. Yeah. Have you not seen the size of this? You you know, you were talking about sex and food. Yeah. Obviously, uh, you can look at me until I get a lot more of One food. than the other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the more food that you get, the less sex you end up having. Absolutely. It's interesting in that. Okay, very good. All right. Let's take another phone call. Oh, so, oh, so his question was, what sense would you lose? So, or which is more the most important, right? Yeah. Which one would you not want to lose? So, touch is pretty important. If I had to lose, if I could only have one, I guess touch would be the one that you'd have to have to be able to interact with the outside world. But I don't want to lose any. I, you know, the thought of I, I have peripheral neuropathy now, so I'm living in a world where I don't have as much touch as I once did. It's hard for me to. If it, for me to tie a gown around my back, I can't do it anymore. I used to, I had great manual dexterity. I could tie knots with my eyes closed when I was a, a, a Cub Scout, but I can't do it anymore. I have to be able to see it, so that kind of sucks. Now, my peripheral neuropathy is a whole lot better than it was because I took a bunch of nutritional supplements. You did that actually alpha-lipoic acid? Yes, I did. Good Very job. good. Very Give good. yourself a bill. And glutamine, and I took um, uh, myo-inositol and gamma-E, and all of those together really did make a huge difference in my uh, peripheral neuropathy. Anyway, but yeah, it, it, I kind of live in a world without 100% touch right now, and it does suck. But at least I can watch a movie, and I can listen to music, and I can taste. Yeah. I was thinking I would want to keep my hearing. Like yeah. Just trying to think for safety and yeah. pleasure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't want to lose anything. They're all important. They are. It's like which organ? It's like all your organs... Arguing, well, which one's most important? It's like, well, you can do without one of your kidneys. You can do without part of your liver, which you can't do without all of your kidneys or all of your liver. So, mm-hmm. and uh, if you don't have a brain, you know, your heart, I mean, just pick one. You can't really live without them. Who was it that got chained to the rock and the seabird was pecking at his liver and oh, kept regenerating? Uh, yeah, that was, was that Prometheus? Yeah, it was, was Prometheus. Stephen King story. Indeed. A Stephen King story. I try to use that when I'm talking to cancer patients about their liver. Like, really? At one time, <laughs> I do mention Prometheus. Do you remember why he was chained to a rock? I did not get that part. He brought he brought fire to the humans from the from the gods, and he wasn't supposed to do that. Uh-oh. Yeah, and stole fire. My joints. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Prometheus. Yeah, and you're a damn good movie, too. I don't care what the sci-fi nerds say. <laughs> well, <clears throat> yeah, that's a whole other topic. I was very disappointed with Prometheus when I first saw it. And I've grown. it's grown on me a little bit. But you have to watch all the web shit that came before it, where you see Guy Pierce as a young guy, so that it makes sense later that they've just got a young guy dressed up as an old guy. Why just not get a fucking old guy? Uh, and then, oh, me. and then, you know, um, um, what's her name? Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron is like, oh, okay, father. And it's like, oh, it's supposed to be a big revelation. Well, nobody knew who any of these people were. Who Nobody cared. I agree with you until you find that. The storytelling, it needed an extra... 
40 minutes of storytelling to build all that stuff up, then it would have been pretty cool. I agree with you. I, I do. But I just I and take what I can get nowadays Let him budgets. And, let him do what they did with Zack Snyder, though. Oh, my God, you watch yes. The the shit Justice League movie that Joss Whedon ruined. Oh, boo. And now then, we need the boo audience. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. And then... You watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. Beautiful. It's a beautiful film. It's it gorgeous. Is. The guy is a genius, and and I will never doubt him again. I, I think he has some weird notes in his storytelling. Mm-hmm. I'll give you two examples. This, we're just going to turn this into nerds. So you watch any of this stuff, Lydia? I do not. Oh, Jesus. Good okay, for you. So but I'll listen. You're going to learn some things. So, I like it. But, things um, you will not like. Clark Kent's dad, oh, spoiler alert, in Man of Steel, sh- should not have died in a tornado that with was, Clark that was watching the shitty him. part. That's Stupid. the one part that I watched the in that movie. The whole point of Clark of pa Kent dying is that Superman has to understand that there are things, no matter how powerful he is, there are things he can't control. Absolutely. And he's going to have loss in his life that he can't do shit about. Yep. And that's what turns him into a human, really. That's, yeah. But, you know, Paul Kent is walking into a tornado, and Clark is sitting there in an underpass going, well, you know, what's going to happen, Paul? (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) And he actually sounds like that when you watch the movie. Just have. Pa Kent just keel over in the in the cornfield of yeah, a heart have attack. Have a heart attack. A yes, nothing nothing American Clark Joe. can do about that. Yeah. Number two, the Martha scene in Batman v Superman. Okay, put your gloves on. All right, now listen to me. Let me, let me tell you something. I love the idea. When I saw it, I said I cannot believe that no one before now has thought to exploit the the idea that. Clark Kent and and Bruce Wayne, had, their mother had the same name. Mm-hmm. Now, what I didn't like was the ham-handed way it was done. Go help Martha. You would not say that about your mother. You would say, go help my mom, or they've got my mom. Okay. They wouldn't okay. say, they've got Martha, and then, who? why did you say that name? What, what humanizes Superman for Batman is the fact that he has a mother. Now, how would an alien have a mother? And then... He could. He would say, you know, what? Wait a minute, what? And it's like, yeah, her name is Martha Kent. Martha. Well, my mother's name was Martha too. That's how they bond. Mm-hmm. There'd be a way to do that Absolutely. instead of Amy Adams going, "That's his mother's name," you know. But I, I think the idea was great. It was the way it was executed that sucked. Now, having said that, the rescue of Martha Kent is Beautiful. the greatest what an action, action scene, uh, superhero action scene yes. that's ever been filmed. I've gone back and watched that. Oh, me times. too, dude. Me too. And it's on YouTube. You can just watch just that. Oh, I'll, I'll masturbate to that later. I know. Tonight. Me too. <laughs> uh, me too. Hey, I got one thing I would like to say in defense of the storytelling on that Martha bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the very it's first shorthand. line of the movie. It, they what they do you make mean? it a point to to. His mom's name is the first thing in the movie. Interesting. So I kind of, that's why. Really? I, but I mean, I during the flashback? In the flashback, yeah. When, when he was a kid and the parents yeah. got killed. It, they make it a point to go, hey, Bruce's mom's name, Martha. <laughs> but all the, all <laughs> How the did they actually that, do it? I don't remember that. I hate this so bad. It's no, like, no, no, no. I read all the social media gripe and I'm like, but it. 
it totally works. You're no. just forgetting the idea it was set up works so well, beginning. but just the the way he. It, yeah, I, I understand he it was shorthand. Call his mom Martha. I, I'd never even thank yeah. you for bringing that to my attention. Yeah. They've got Martha. Why yeah, did you say mom. that name? Yeah, no, that's and, not what and, he was saying. They've got my mom. Ben my mom, best it, Batman ever on a screen. To, oh, I'm going to yeah. get hate for that. Nope, not for me. Ben Affleck is my Batman. Oh, absolutely. And, and of course, I Keaton. loved all the rest of them. Gotta love Keaton, you know. And, and I cannot wait. I, here, this show has just gone to hell. Um, Boy, I can't, how about all this Batman medicine? I have Ooh. a comment. Yeah. Ben Affleck was one of our secret uh, pictures that we sent to our e- uh, evacuees to show the bus driver. Because of Argo? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but anyway, that's about all I know about Ben Affleck. Okay. Well, no, Ben Affleck's back cool. to it, Batman. Comic nerds over here going off. Yeah, no, it's good. It. This I'm going to YouTube typical. that video, the masturbation video. Oh, yeah. The uh, masturbation We video. said, uh, what is it? The the Bruce, the big Batman fight scene when he oh, said yeah. The Martha. rescue mission. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. The rescue of Martha It's It's, Martha it's, Kent. Just a, it's, it's incredible. Really. It is yeah, unbelievable. Man. Yeah. And that's a, that's a good movie. Thank you. Yeah. The, oh, the ultimate edition. I hated it. No. Like a year before it hit theaters. Again, the theater edition kind of oh, sucked, but yeah. the, the director's cut Beautiful. made it all make sense because now yeah. you've got the KGB through the whole movie instead of just in one little thing. Well, why was he even there? Yeah, and people don't even notice that's who that is. Studio fucked that whole thing up. Again. Snyder saved me with superheroes. Yeah. Other than the greatest superhero ever, the Toxic Avenger from (laughs) Troma, directed by Lloyd Kaufman. (laughs) But uh, that that will always be my hero right there. But, uh, yeah, I have a super special nerd spot for Batman. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I can't wait for the Robert Pattinson version, too. Here, And I'll tell you why. The Riddler is not some... Well, he was in the old sort of yeah. silver age, sure. but is not some guy in green tights with question marks all over him. <laughs> he has a He's problem. a serial killer. Yeah, he has a problem. And he has a real problem. He wants to be caught, just like BTK wanted mm-hmm. to be caught. And uh, and he's leaving clues, but they're very. He's also very smart, and they're hard to decipher. So we're finally going to see Batman as a detective. There, all the comics when I was a kid, the world's greatest detective, yeah. the world's greatest detective, and then all the movies. You know, he's fighting he's aliens and or beating yeah. the shit out of you know. It's all technology, Bane now, or something. Or there's, there's no detective work, right? No. And uh, so he's going to be a detective. The Riddler is a true, terrifying serial killer. I always said that the movie Seven, you've mm-hmm. seen Seven? I have seen Seven. Okay, yes. that is the movie, that That's is the Riddler. Yeah. It's the Riddler, I it just didn't that. have Batman in it. Sure. Just like the Joker was, you know, Joker was the Joker, didn't have Batman in it. Yeah, absolutely. And they, I think Todd Phillips was going to make that movie called something else, and then they decided, you know, if we if we put this in the Batman sort of near universe, we'll make a lot more money. And he was right. Well, he made that, a billion dollars. Did, did he make that decision, or did uh, yeah. the brothers make that decision? Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, you know, but that movie is fabulous, and it's yep. going to be looked over probably just for the slick, pretty yep. comic movies. Anyway, well, there you go. All right, so uh, that was Stacy's thing, and it just went off the rails. Thanks, Stacy. Here we go. Here's a non-COVID question. Hey, Dr. Steve. I got a non-COVID question. Kind of. Uh, never, <laughs> <laughs> ah, never mind. Dude, call back. We'll answer it. Whatever it is, we don't care. I want to talk to you. Call back. All right. Here we go. 
Hey, Dr. Steve. Uh, sorry to sound shitty because I'm improving this question. And also, this question is a little late, but I wanted to get... Okay, number one, please improv your questions. Don't write them down and read them. Those are the worst. So improv questions are the best. Your opinion about a annual event that happens during the month of November. I'm not sure you've heard this before, but it's called No Nut November. And basically, it is exactly what it sounds like, where a lot of people, a lot of guys, and some females, they will go the entire month of November without any masturbation or sex. And the goal is to not bust the nut. So I want to see what your opinion about it is, because there's a bunch of different people that says that, oh, doing that will increase your risk of prostate cancer oh, or no. it's actually pretty bad for you, while other people say that, you know, abstinence actually improves your mental health and all sorts of other pseudoscience um, was not. Yeah, okay. Well, here, my, this is what I have to say. All right, for, for real. No, not November. I hear about this. I'm not... It's... If you want to produce, reduce prostate cancer by ejaculating, you got to do it 21 times a month. Not a problem. Yeah, okay. Well, it's easy for you to say. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I, I it, even if you're doing it 10 times a month and you have average risk for prostate cancer, which is that, uh, you know, about 50% of men, if you do an autopsy on all men over 75 that didn't die of prostate cancer, about half of them will have early malignant changes in their prostate. It just didn't do anything to them. So it's very common. Uh, I don't think that going a month without ejaculating is going to hurt anything. Now, when I was a follower of, uh, of Krishna consciousness, when I was in college, they had this thing about not ejaculating and that it build up energy in your body and what it did but was build up sexual tension at least for me for them they were perfectly enlightened i guess but i certainly was not and um it was uh, very uncomfortable for me but i i think that it's fine look if it, if you if it makes you feel better to go a month without ejaculating, I have no problem with it. I don't think there's anything that it's going to do to you that's negative unless you're just pathologically obsessing about it, you know? If it wasn't for masturbation, I would have blown up years ago. You think so? Absolutely. I would have just been a huge Thanksgiving Day balloon full of <laughs> semen and exploded. Really? Absolutely. Good Lord. Yeah, I've never, uh, I've never really had that sort of extreme reaction to it. Now, when I was 18, <laughs> it was two, three times a day. Easy. You could, you know. But anyway. Can't relate, guys. No, I know. Your, it's different. To your it? semen. It's really was. different for women. But I, but I do just, when I teach PA students, obviously, it's one of the metrics when we talk about prostate cancer is the ejaculatory frequency being protective. Mm -hmm. But as you said, it's greater than 21 times per month. Right. Not really. Now, you weren't here for uh, our annual October testicle fest. We always do our, we did our first show on Sirius XM on October 13th, 2007. And uh, in that show, we took 20 minutes to go through a proper self-testicular exam. That's why I say check your stupid nuts for lumps at the end of the show. Every single show for the last however many years that is. 
uh, because uh, young men aren't taught to check their their testicles and testicular cancer is a young man's disease so uh, we do that every October in you know just our annual thing and almost every year somebody will email me saying hey I found something when Amazing. we did that yeah. yeah it was something and they took it out and I'm okay yeah you know so Wonderful. check your That's stupid great. nuts for lumps yeah. we're not kidding the sports physicals when I was back in Missouri doing urgent care I would have a sports physical week or something like that and the kids would like hate to come to me because I made them do <laughs> to yeah, the testicular good. exam no, I every know. single one if they were above a certain age you know sure yeah. well it's important and adolescent boys don't want you know a hot PA checking out their junk I mean, they do. Or, or me. Not. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, don't, don't be modest. It doesn't suit you. But it's uh, uh, it, they, they do want a hot PA to check out their junk, just not in that setting, not yeah, in a clinical so setting. It could be awkward. <laughs> Freaks them out. But anyway. So I'll tell you this. If you're going to do No Nut November, just make sure that let's just make a deal. If you're going to do that, which I think is totally fine, do whatever the hell you want to do. Uh, take that opportunity to do self-testicular exam. How about that? And use that month to do all of your health screening that you haven't done. Remember, colonoscopy now is 45. Ooh. How old are you now? 22. Shut up. Whatever. Um, over Don't be, the age. How old are you? Don't be coy. You're a guy. Um, oh, God, you hurt me with this. What? I'm terrible with this because I act like I'm 12. I'm a 12-year-old yeah. punk rock kid. <laughs> That's about to hit 50 next year. Okay, so, so you're 49? Yeah. Okay, so have you had your colonoscopy? This is why I'm asking. I've avoided it okay. every time it's brought up. Don't avoid, avoid it. it. You Just should do stop. it. I Just know, do you're it. right. It's the best sleep ever, apparently. Well, oh, it, wow. well you get some Michael, Michael Jackson's magic milk. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what they give you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but then you have to have somebody drive you. I'm going to recommend that you do it without anesthesia. Number one... <clears throat> Um, I will, it's called, um, is it schadenfreude? In other words, the, you, where you enjoy someone else's discomfort. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and, and I know you, but I, I, the thing I liked about it was it is uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And it is weird oh, when, yeah. you, when you see, if you're looking at the monitor, the, the last thing you see before they enter the colon is a giant screen <laughs> full of your anus. Oh, wow. What it's have gigantic. I been waiting on? Yeah. And, <laughs> and then they shove the thing in there, and then it's all just mucous membrane. It's fine. But that that's, to me, thats it's just burned in my memory, just seeing this giant six-foot screen of nothing but just... Oh, my God. It was six feet of anus? Yes. How in the, I mean, the screen's daily. gigantic, so they can see it, and they can shove this thing, this tube my in. My goodness. And so they no longer You're look, not selling it. look through the scope. They, they look at the screen, right? And I'm looking at the screen's like, oh, my God. God, what is that? Wow. What is that hairy Whoop. octopus? Oh, my God, that's my ass. <laughs> oh, no, that's not anime. <laughs> so, right. so there you go, guys. Right. That's a, another reason to get it done is, is <laughs> yeah, you get six feet of anus. What's the tentacle anime called? What is that? Porn. No, I mean, but it's porn. It's tentacle anime porn. There's a name for it. I can't Oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I ever stepped past Godzilla. That was good enough for me. Yeah, so, good for you. you know. But it's, um, yeah, it's it, that part's grotesque. And then uh, if it gets stuck, they have to start just shoving foot after foot after foot in there, and it coils up, and then you 
get your pain kind of goes to 11, but just for a couple of seconds. And then it's back down to a tolerable level again. Pain never got past maybe a four or a five. And then what's great is when they pull the thing out, you pull up your drawers and you go to work. You you don't have to have somebody drive you. You're not stupid for a day because you think you're fine on that propofol. You are not. You're goofy AF. And um, uh, I I highly recommend doing it without anesthesia. I really do. Spoken like a true physician. I guess. Uh, You can go and back to work. I did a just I do it at 7 in the morning, pull up my drawers and go go on rounds. Yeah, what were you going to say? Well, just uh, hearkening back to PA school during uh, rotations, there was a physician who really needed carpal tunnel surgery but also needed to work, and so they just did local, like an extremity block for him where everyone else for the day was. I would do that. I would sit there like this, and I would, you know, they'll they'll put a screen up so you're not coughing in the the field, and then I'd just have a book or my iPad and just be doing that. I would do it that way, too. I don't want to be put asleep unless I have to. I have always been the first time I got put asleep. I was terrified that I was going to start screaming some sort of sexist or even racial epithets that were just buried (laughs) in there. But, you know, it's not anything I ever think about or would ever say. And I'm not like that. But the second it happens when you're under anesthesia and you start screaming something horrible, people be like, "Mm -hmm, see how he is, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I was terrified of that loss of control. But it didn't happen. Thank God. I I have to be honest, because I do have a terrible mouth and I tell really bad taste jokes. Yeah. Their jokes. Right, 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 right. right. Oh, I love everybody, really. As long as they're just not a dick. Right. And uh, (laughs) so professional, I'm over here, you know, yelling about penis. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I would would think that's scary. I was honestly wondering about but that. But I've never seen it happen, and I never did it. So I was, I felt okay about it. Now, if they're going to do an upper endoscopy where they stick that tube down my throat, oh, yeah, they're putting me out for that because I've got a gag reflex. Just if I open my mouth and just get something close to my mouth, I'll start gagging. Hey, would you like to go on a date? <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. You're, you're a little too... All right, I got for one me. for you. Here's a, here's a good one. This is a medical mystery, and P.A. Lydia, I think you'll know the answer to this one. Hey, Dr. Steve. Hey. I've got a question and a suggestion. Okay. First for the question. Okay. Now, this is a real brain buster, Dr. Steve. Let's see if you can solve this one. If I'm standing here in my room and I've got a table on my left yep. and a chair on my right, and I can see both of them in my peripheral vision, yes. if I turn to the left, so I'm facing the table, I can't see the chair at all anymore. Now, Dr. Steve, if I do a 180-degree turn, now I'm facing the chair, yep. I can't see the table at all. Okay, it's we're running out of time. You know yeah. what it is? Uh, him. What is it called? Hemianopsia? Him, him, no. no, what is it? I, that that could be an answer where you've lost half of your vision. I think just Google foveal blind spot. What he's doing is he's putting that chair in his blind spot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. what it is is where the uh, you have your retina. Well, all of those nerve cells have to collect in one place and then go into the retinal nerve, the optic nerve, to go to the brain. And it at that point, when there's light projected on there, you can't see anything because there's no cells there. But the brain will fill it in so that we're not sitting here thinking that there's holes in our vision. But there are. 
but the brain fills them in just like Photoshop does when it does that spot healing. It takes the pixels from around it and fills it in, and that's what it is. But you can test it. Uh, there's it, go just Google Google uh, foveal blind spot, and there's some tests that you can do online to demonstrate it for yourself. It's pretty cool. But yeah, hemianopsia, yeah, I would take that. That's where someone's had, say, a stroke and they've lost half their vision. I, I think it's more benign things. than that. He would, that, certainly to goodness, he would understand. Everything's that. cancer to me. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, me too, because I work in right? a peripheral field. You work in oncology and I'm in a peripheral specialty. And, yeah, any ailment that I have, I immediately it's cancer. Or if I think of something, if somebody says something, I, it, I have to get it out of my head. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of like those hypnagogic things. We are just what our experience is. I almost look forward to getting cancer just so I can... So you can come see us? Just so I can come see you. <laughs> Please put my anus on six feet of screen. You can come uh and you can just come see me and not have to have anything well, i mean the last you. time i saw you you were in the emergency room with a dome like lesion on your back yeah i think there was a family of of little people living under my skin yeah 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 it was huge and that's how we found out you were diabetic oh yeah so how's that going well, it was great. I could just stroke off with a big ego and say how wonderful I did. I came off the insulin needles. And oh, you did? I, I did. Yeah. Well, you've lost a ton of weight. And I've gained a ton back. Oh, have you? Yeah, I really have. Now and that, the sugar, of course. That sugar diabetes will come back on you. It's, it's a creep. Okay, okay we can't do this. We can't but, do this. Uh, Our listeners will. <laughs> yeah, the sugar diabetes from trauma. No, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I've really got to get, and I am, going to get right back onto the, yeah. the path of getting things so better. So you, your blood sugar that day, and you had been feeling bad, mm-hmm. and then you had a giant abscess on your back. Huge, it, because I'm stubborn. Well, and and your skin and your fluids are a really good culture media more than usual because they're full of sugar Mm. and bacteria love that stuff so they checked your blood sugar was something like 600 if i remember right i mean it was crazy high yeah and up until that time you didn't know that you were diabetic Mm -hmm. because you hadn't been the doctor and hardly my entire life yeah so you they put you on insulin right away because it was so crazy high Mm -hmm. and uh then so tell people what you did to basically cure yourself of diabetes, at least temporarily. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, it it's truly just diet and exercise. Yeah, that is truly. Yeah, talking to the mic anyway. though, some people can hear you. Oh uh, yeah, I, I shouldn't talk to the uh, laptop, but it's <laughs> it's diet and exercise. That's really it. Yeah, uh, that's it worked for me anyway, and and it it's going to work for anyone yeah. really. People, it it doesn't sound like a treatment. Well, you should eat better and you should work out more, but it is a treatment. It is. It's just like fatty liver. There isn't any treatment for that other than diet and exercise, basically. Yeah. And it it works. I can really say that it does work. And if, you know, diabetic folk that are down... Yeah, it's not fun living on mostly vegetables but and water. You get used to it, uh, though. You get used to it and you do feel so much better yeah just physically waking up you feel better instantly you know people say you hit your head against the wall because it feels so much better when you stop and when you're just abusing your body eating shit yeah and doing nothing 
it really does feel better when you stop doing that. Yeah, you do. You just get used to it. Yeah. And you like what you, I always say you like what you eat. So once you eat, like you get your routine in mm -hmm. and you start enjoying fresh fruits and vegetables and things like that as Mm -hmm. opposed to fries. Fries are good though. They're pretty good. But it's like, I always say everything in moderation, including everything in moderation. In other words, every once in a while you got to blow it out your ass. But I, that's only true to a certain extent. Like, I can't blow it out my ass every once in a while and smoke a cigarette. If I do, I'll be smoking again. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's me with, with the diet and exercise yeah. bit. If yeah. I, You know, people are like... Oh, you know, break it for the day. Have a little of this. Have a little of that. Oh, those are not your friends. I can't. Because as soon as I break it, it's over. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, those are shitty friends. (laughs) Well, they are. I heard that, guys. Fuck (laughs) off. (laughs) Those shitty friends. Here, have this pound of cheesecake, fatty. (laughs) Right. No, that's there. people are like that. And it's like if you're an alcoholic and you've got your drinking buddies going, oh, you can just have one beer. It's the same thing. It is the same thing. It's the same thing. Because I'm, I probably, to be honest, just have a problem with food. Yeah. And uh, discipline. I've never disciplined myself or anything. I've never been taught to eat healthy. It's just take in everything as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Revel in life. Yeah. Yeah. You get the same uh, hormonal release, right, from, like, an orgasm sometimes, mm. like oxytocin release with mm. food intake. Some people have that. Sure. Well, wow. that it hits that pain and, ple- I mean, the pleasure center yeah. for sure. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. Now, if that's if if that's true, I don't know that it is, and I want to do some research do on some that. Research, yeah. yeah. If you get oxytocin release with pleasurable food, then... I think you could train yourself to find pleasure in food by supplementing oxytocin. So oxytocin is a hormone uh, in the brain, uh, to just be very simple about it, that does several things. One is it is um, it facilitates bonding between mother and child when they're breastfeeding. You can also use it in injectable form to contract a floppy uterus after birth. And it also is called the trust hormone, where if you spray it up your nose, you immediately trust the people who are around you. Really? Yeah, which uh, I would think in sort of the mind control type experiments, oxytocin might be something very interesting to experiment on. But um, so if you are having trouble getting off your, your food and liking say, a grilled chicken salad, maybe you could condition yourself by halfway through the meal spraying some oxytocin up your nose. And you know where you can get oxytocin? Any pharmacy, any compounding pharmacy can really? make it. Yeah, really? yeah. it's well, over I'm, the counter. Uh, reading here that there are some oxytocin containing foods: Ooh, fatty fish, as. mushrooms, peppers, tomatoes, spinach, and avocados. Mm. Wow, I tear all those up. I really do. That's that's a large part of minus the avocado. So what could you make? You could make some kind of freaky guacamole with what? With spinach and uh, avocados, mushrooms, what Tomatoes, else? Tomatoes, peppers, and then a side of a nice fatty fish. Probably not catfish, right? Yeah. I don't know. Probably like... Don't eat Escalar, though. Have you ever had Escalar? I have not had If it's ever on the menu, do not order it. And the chefs out there are yelling at the screen right now. If you eat more than six ounces, Escalar is also known as butterfish. So if you see that on the menu, 
and more than six ounces of that stuff, and it will be like you just did a colon prep. Oh, it, it has a fat that's undigest, indigestible by the human body, and it will just sail right through you. And on the way home from the restaurant, you're going to have to stop and shit on the side of the road. <laughs> Voluminous, watery, oily, orange, oily diarrhea. Personal oh, wow. experience? Well, yes, in a, in a way. I had just read about it in some, I don't know, path, pathology journal or something. And then I went to a restaurant that night, and that was their feature. And it was like, hell no, I'm not ordering that <laughs> shit. It's supposed to be a really tasty fish, though. Wow. Anyway, but, you know, if you're bound up, I guess it'd be good. Say, get yeah. you some mescal. Natural, natural way. All right. Let's answer another question, and then we'll get the hell out of here, okay? Um, oh, hey, I got this one. This is weird. And then I finally listened to it all the way through, and then I see what it is. Hang on. Okay, now, here's the English version. Hello, UPS Express the last words notification. You have an important express delivery and no one signed for it. For details of the package, please press 9 and the manual customer service will serve you. So this is obviously a scam, and it's aimed at people of Chinese descent, I'm guessing, because the first part of the uh, or, you know, of the um, message is in some what sounds to me like a Chinese dialect. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Somebody that understood what she said, call us. And but I don't understand the scam on this one. So I've been watching this guy, Kit Boga. You ever watch him? Does he like scam scammers? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he scams the scammer. Yeah. He trolls the scammers. I love this guy. And there's a, several of them on there. And the one that I know about is a scam where the uh, they say they're going to give you a, a refund. Well, first they ask you, do you want to renew your antivirus with us? It's $400. Oh, wow. But if you don't want to, we'll refund your money. And you go, well, of course I want the refund. I don't remember ever getting it. And then when they refund it, they they get into the HTML on your screen because they you have to give them control of your computer. They'll go in and edit it. You can do this. You can go to any website, and if you know what you're doing, you can go over to the right and go to the source code and change it. And what they do is they go, oh, no, I, I accidentally put $4,000 in your account instead of 400 and I'm going to be fired, and I'm going to, my wife is going to divorce me and all this stuff, and they give you this song and dance. And then what they want you to do is go... And this is always the kicker. Go to Walmart and get gift cards oh, yeah. and then give them the numbers. Yeah. Right. That one I understand. And I one of my nurse practitioners got wow. snared into this one. She's a one That's of the impressive. smartest people I know. Wow. Yeah. They got her good for about four grand. Oh, and uh, they'll take less. Well, what Kit Boga does, <laughs> it's always funny. Just Google him on uh, or search for him on YouTube. Uh, some of his stuff is too long because he does live streams where he's doing them. But when he cuts them down and does sort of a beginning, a middle, and an end, they're really good. Because he'll do things like uh, act like a little old lady, and he's got this voice modulator. And, like, she's really stupid. And she'll go, okay, well, I'm redeeming these cards. And she'll redeem them to her own account. And you can hear the guy just screaming, no, yeah. no, do not. I did not tell you to redeem that card. You know, that's stuff great. like that. It's, it's so much fun. Oh, that's it just great. gives these people oh, a heart yeah. attack. But I don't understand what this... This one is where you didn't sign for a package, and if you click something, obviously they're going to scam you in some way, but I wonder what it is. 
It might be that they sent you gold or gold or something, and you they need you to pay a fee to get it out of out of hawk or something like that. I'm wondering, but if anybody knows what that scam is, let me know because I I'm intrigued by these. I do know that I need to help a Nigerian king move $40,000 out of yes. Africa. Right, 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 oh. right, right, right. Do you need right. help with that? Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I've had that one. I've had the one where it's I have a relative. I'm the only living relative in Ireland, and they left a bunch of money. And you have to pay the, oh, wow. the lawyer a fee to get the money out. And they'll keep sucking it out of you until you finally just tell them to go screw themselves. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, that's a short con, you know. But it's pretty effective, apparently. They make millions of dollars. All right, let's let's do this one. We'll get out hey, of here. Hey, Dr. Steve. It's Bernadette from Maine. Hey, Bernadette. Um, just want to thank you for your testicular examination show. Oh, thank you. We were I just boys, talking about that. They're eight years old, seven years old. I'm like, you know, I should get them into starting this. You know, it's never too young to be aware. So they're taking a shower, and I'm being all, you know, professional. I'm a healthcare provider. So I'm like, all right, you've got to... Lift up your penis and touch your testicle and your scrotum using all the the medical language. And, yeah. um, I just told my youngest, like, yeah, you can get something that'll make you sick, but they'll take it out and be okay. Oh. My- okay, for an eight-year-old, that's terrifying. So that might be a little young, but okay, you know your kids better than I do. All this, like, like, yeah, you could get cancer, very rare, but let's just make sure you can get it early and blah, 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 trying to be very... Relax. Yeah, I get it. But when you tell your kid, check your nuts, and if there's something bad there, it'll make you sick and they can take it take out. It out. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're, you've just given them the stuff of nightmares. Now, Absolutely. I'm not saying you shouldn't have done it, but I'm just saying that, you know, we got to be very careful not to traumatize these kids. I, you know, it, when I say it's a young man's disease, I'm talking about people in their teens and 20s. Yeah, I was just know. looking. I think 14 to 18 is the... Is the medium? When it slips from very rare to rare. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, very good. So, Thank you. Thank about you. everything, but, you know, let's make this a habit. I need to have you on every week. You live a far, long way away from here, though, don't you? That's so too far. bad. That's too bad. We could pay you, even. I could fly. Well... The, the thing is, okay, anyway, you do the things that I mean, Scott's not here that I wish that other co-hosts that I've had would do. You know what I mean? Because I'm a PA. Yeah, I maybe. anticipate your needs. Thank you. Yes. Ooh. So what does he do? He gets out of the shower, runs to his father. Papa, mama said that I could get ball sack cancer. <laughs> I'm like, cool, great. Thanks. So you know what? Your way works for me. <laughs> so thank you again. Hopefully you possibly save their lives or one of their friends' lives. So. Or traumatize the shit out of them. I don't know. But I'm, I'm, thank you for, for doing that. It is important. I do not know why every woman knows how to do a self-breast exam, but almost no guys have any clue that they're supposed to be checking their nuts. Now, maybe they tell them in health class, and you know how... Eight, eighth graders, eighth grade boys are, they just aren't listening. Maybe that's all it is, but I just don't, I think there is a dichotomy between how we teach women uh, health maintenance and how we teach boys mm-hmm. or men health maintenance. Mm-hmm. I, I see a huge disparity there. Well, plus we have this uh, already bias, right, when talking about it, like, uh oh, we assume they will be very uncomfortable, which probably they will. So then you 
try to sugarcoat things or yeah. you yourself are awkward when yeah. speaking about it. Like yeah. your mom felt awkward about it. Yeah, so. but she did a good job. Yeah, she did. Absolutely. It's amazing to me how large testicular tumors are when they present. Like yeah. clearly you've known about it. Well, if you did, I can't. I mean, think? a lot of guys, unless it's, unless it's pushing, it's, unless it's putting pressure on their nuts in their underwear, they're not touching their nuts for the most part. Really? Huh. Okay. No, I mean, they'll wash around them and stuff like that. And I mean, they'll wash their scrotum and stuff, but you're not just <coughs> feeling around. <coughs> well, most people well, will. Some, yeah. some do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she said something about cancer of the ball sack. Yeah. Right? right. So first occupational cancer uh, documented. Chimney sweeps. The little kids got scrotal cancer. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Wow. I forgot Give about yourself that. a bill. Yeah. Interesting. That is interesting, isn't it? Tidbit. Yeah, it was the uh, nitrosamines in the soot. Yeah. Very interesting. All right. Yeah, all of a sudden the camera just goes off and says, do you want to use the audio from the Brio camera? It's like, no. Stop asking me that. I I, I don't know what, uh, hopefully we've got a show recorded here. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus. You can cut something out of this. You think? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have somebody to congratulate, and then we'll get out of here. Hey, Dr. Steve. Hey, this man. is John. Hey, John. From Idaho. I called a few days ago and told you that my daughter, uh, she was an RN, and she was vaccinated yeah. before... She knew that she was pregnant. Oh, okay. And she was in a few days uh, before her due date. Okay. She delivered a 7.9-pound boy Yay. on Thanksgiving at 10.07 p.m. Okay. On my birthday. Excellent. He's happy, healthy. Uh, I was going to say 10 fingers and 10 toes, but... And it really burns my ex-wife's ass because that's my birthday, it's November <laughs> 25th. So okay. just to let you know, okay. no problems well, so far. Good, good, good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, the um, there is a lot of um, fear regarding the vaccine and pregnant women, and I would be cautious as well. I think that's fine. Uh, anytime you do just about anything in the last trimester, though, there isn't a whole lot that you can screw up on a kid right. at that point. So, all right. Good. Well, I'm glad she's okay. And give her our best. And congratulations, Congrats. Papa. Yeah. Congratulations Papa. on the baby. There you go, Papa. Well, listen, let's get out of here. Thanks, uh, uh, Shannon Wallen. Do you want to uh, plug anything? Hey, uh, sure. Thank you. Uh <laughs> When I mean plugged, I mean, is there something that you would like oh, for people oh, to look at? Oh, wrong kind of plugging. Um, hey, if you if you want some really bad taste or things that are bizarre, maybe come check out my little YouTube channel. Just look up my name. and Okay, I'm looking there. for it right now. Oh, there you are. Okay. Come by and say hi on some I'm, social media platform or I'm something. subscribing right now. And then you did Thank Saturday you. Night Grindhouse. I did. That was 13 years ago. I just this is a promo? A promo, yeah. Well, just let's play it. Says Saturday. Oh. Do you like science fiction? Do you like horror movies? Tune in Saturday nights, nine o'clock. Saturday night, Grindhouse. Science fiction, madmen, horrors, cannibals, zombies, cemeteries, space.
madmen. Tune in and lose your mind. They not have a script. Yeah, but boy, I just slung that out the window and went off. <laughs> they were fine with it, you know. But See, I want to do... Justin Simpson, thank you. There's two things I want to do. I want to be a wrestling ring announcer, and I did a promo for uh, for Vinnie Paulino's wrestling podcast. Wow. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Like and now, server? making his wow. way to the microphone from Rochester, New York, oh, weighing in at none of your fucking business, he is the conqueror of consequences, the excellence of eating, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be at pizza, the people's creep, Vinny Paulino. So I was trying to do a Michael Buffer, but I was doing it in here. It's hard to shout in here, so I could probably do better if I was in a crowd with a microphone. Mm-hmm. But the Energy. other thing the other thing I would like to do is do what you did, like on Saturday Night Grindhouse, but I'd do a Paul, was it Paul Flaherty from Saturday Night or SCTV? Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, oh. Count Floyd's oh, scary story. Scary kids. Yes. Yeah, I want yes. to do that. Joe Flaherty. Yeah. Oh, I grew up on that. And I'm he would talk to... about the Rat Pack oh, because yes. they had they didn't have any horror movies. They just had old shitty Rat then Pack movies. There was like it's been so many years since I've seen <laughs> this, but uh, John Candy the, eventually the had Pack something. of Rats. <laughs> yeah, uh, John Candy did uh, Doctor Tongue's 3D House of Pancakes. That was it. Yeah, and, go, <laughs> and he would always go, lean into the camera, right? Because it was 3D. More pancakes and a <laughs> and he go back and forth <laughs> yes, oh, that's so great what a ham-handed oh, 3d shit oh it's great anyway. something i would do all right let's get out of here thank you uh shannon hey, thank uh, you check him out on youtube uh shannon wallen just search go to youtube search shannon wallen you'll sure. see some crazy shit you wish you never saw absolutely and then uh pa lydia uh go ahead and plug your things again yeah, uh, aside from your routine cancer screenings like colonoscopy starting at age 45. Yes. Uh, keep... or, ten, or 10 years before your your first degree relative got colon cancer. Absolutely. Uh, keep wow. Afghanistan in your thoughts. Uh, mm-hmm. Take a peek at taskforceargo.com, alliedextract.org. It's not over. Okay. We need, the links we will need be on time. our website, oh, too, at drsteve.com. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, that Gould girl. Lewis Johnson, uh, Paul Ofcharsky, Chowdy1008, Eric Nagel, the Port Charlotte whore, Shannon, the uh, Saratoga skank, and the Florida floozy. Roland Campos, sister of Chris, Sam Roberts, she who owns pigs and snakes, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, Christopher Watkins, uh, Magical Double, Steve Tucci, the great Rob Bartlett, Vicks Nether Fluids, Cardiff Electric, Casey's Wet T-Shirt, Carl's Deviated Septum, the inimitable Vincent Paulino, Eric Zane, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's daughter, Ron Bennington, and of course our dear departed friend, Fez Watley, who supported this show, uh, never went unappreciated. So listen to our Sirius XM show on the Faction Talk channel, Sirius XM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on demand and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemails and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, 
check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Pull the string. Oh, shit. Pull the string. Edward D. Wood. Karloff doesn't deserve to smell my shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to win my heart. <laughs>